We all need to laugh. We choose truth over facts. And now for a perpetual political protest in progress. Judge my physical mental suit, my physical as well as my mental suit fitness. Coffee time. Bureaucrats not doing what they're told. Bureaucrats doing what they're not, not what they're what we're, we're online. So you know. Oh no. <laughs> oh, that's honest. That's you know, not, it's honest. I, I just hit start, and yeah, the whole yeah. uh, show just started. You oh. know, whether you like it or not. Uh, that's know. something I'd say in public. It's what I believe. Yeah, so bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. Bacon and, and eggs. Bureaucrats that don't start. That don't start. That don't. <laughs> they're kind of like a, a faulty uh, engine. Yeah. And just keep, keep cranking away. Yeah. Uh, welcome, friends. You are on the Hamilton Coffee Social Club uh, Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon. Do you feel enlightened today? Not much. No, 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 no. 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 Yeah, I keep flipping the switch, but the light's just the light's not coming just, on. No, it depends on who you're talking about. <laughs> just don't watch anything about U- Ukraine. You'll just make your head blow up. You cringe. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, permit me a slurp. <laughs> You and Scott Adams. <sighs> Man, that's a good <laughs> cup of coffee. Only only, only the way my wife makes it. Mm. It's just awesome. So, um, man, we live in interesting times. Mm-hmm. That's a Chinese curse, by the way. May you live in, in interesting, interesting times. times. You know, the Chinese always figure out a way to say things. You know, that that's an old, old saying. It's centuries old. But uh, doesn't it sound like their press conferences? Like I was watching yesterday, and they were saying they refused to call, um, they they refused to call the Russian war in Ukraine. Oh, I saw that an invasion. Yeah, <laughs> that's the uh, UN though. <laughs> it, was the, it was the UN. Oh, it's not an invasion. It? It's not incursion. It's not invasion. Yeah. They gave him a list of words it, to use. It's war now. Yeah. Uh, Putin yeah. said it's war. And uh, if you watch well, his what actions... Is, what does Putin know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't the UN the one that, you know, runs everything? Putin sounds World like Health something you do after you have a bean burrito. <laughs> Getting involved in <laughs> you, that. You'd be Putin. <laughs> so, uh, you know, bacon and eggs, we'll go back to that, because that was how we originally were going to start the show well, before I hit it's start. Boring <laughs> it's boring now. It's boring. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've absorbed the information, you well, know, and well, it's as, just terrifying. As, as, a, as a former chef, uh, uh. you know, I know that food is, is uh, part of your profession. So, uh. so let's talk about what life would be like without bacon. There's no life. There is no life, right? Can it exist without it bacon? Exist? It's not just bacon. It's what it... And it's not just bacon; it was the pork it's, too. It's what pork represents. Yeah, it's what pork represents. It represents freedom, and and you know we yeah. can even look at this uh, uh, from a biblical perspective. Oh, really? Right, or or from the perspective of the Quran. Oh, because okay. you know those folks are they're not, they, they're not supposed eaters? to eat not, pork. Not pork, right? Eaters, yeah. You know because well it's it's uh, unholy. It's whatever, you know, and um, it's part of the reason why ham is so celebrated during. Easter. Oh, didn't did know you know that? that? No, didn't. Yeah, know that. yeah, it's a favorite dish of Easter because it's a snub at the Jews uh, over uh, Christ. Are you kidding? No, no, I'm not kidding no, at no, all. I, I'm 
I'm not kidding at all. It's it's uh, the Jews don't eat pork, and uh, the resurrection is all about Christ, and the Jews' uh, denial of Christ. And I don't think it, that's what it means anymore. But that's how it started not, out. Not is, for me, because I I, <laughs> I love I think that's rude. But uh, <laughs> but but no, it was it was the freedom oh. that came from Christ that that uh, didn't do away with the law. But basically said it wasn't the law that saved you. It wasn't compliance yeah. with the law that saved you, but it was your your heart. Yeah. So and, yeah. and and looking to God and it wasn't the it wasn't the hands or the food that made you unclean. It yeah. was your yeah. heart. It was a yeah. heart issue. So it was a very symbolic. It was more than Which just, is sort of ironic because if you eat too much bacon, your heart's gonna really uh, have a problem, <laughs> right? I guess. I don't know. How can you eat too much bacon? So why is, is why much? why is bacon in the news? Bacon's in the news because California did. We talked about Massachusetts a while ago that made some weird laws about how to house chickens and feed chickens and let chickens go outside. And essentially it would shut down the importation of eggs to Massachusetts, the production of eggs in Massachusetts and the importation of eggs from any other so state to Massachusetts. So is there a new law that says you must pet your pork before you kill it? No, but you know. it, it does talk about, but I actually read further and I should have, it's even more horrifying because California is such a, a, a large, they consume so much pork, they're a major purchaser of pork, this may affect all the pork producers in the United States. And they actually have a case going before the Supreme Court this summer to challenge this law because it would raise the price of pork. And right now, I have to tell you, pork is one of the cheapest meats on the market right now. Well, obviously, that's what we need to do. If yeah. you want total control of the people, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. take control of their pork. Well, or, or their food. That's right. It's not just... That's right. If you look at the price you know, of beef, you know, that, that, that's a trigger. That, that's sort of one of the the left's uh, big words. They talk about food security. Oh, that's that's actually horrifying. Don't yeah, get involved food, in that. Food security. Yeah. You know, I've sat at the table with a number of leftists uh, when yeah. I worked with the university, yeah. and that was on everybody's lips. Yeah. It was the buzzword. It was food yeah. security. Are you food secure? Do you live in a food desert? Well, because. Because you can't get whole foods where you leave, live. You can only get fast food and and uh, convenience store food. And, you know, hey, you know, you can get sushi at a convenience store. Yeah. You can get uh, all kinds of things that are convenience store. might not be recommended. No. <laughs> but but no. that's not so much a problem with no. the sushi, but probably the people, uh, I don't know, and pre- it's, it's, preparing it. It's one of those buzzwords that sounds really great. Because I've talked to a, yeah, a, make, a couple makes, of makes people. makes you feel good. I've talked to a couple people here on the Kenai Peninsula that went, oh, you know, we're in food insecurity and it was only two days. But I, I, in my head, I could see them. They go to these meetings and eventually it turns into a huge government program. It's groupthink. Yeah. But also it, known as group stink. But it's also going to turn into this huge government program. Entitlement. And not only entitlement, but the control. Oh, we're not growing enough of. Right, right. We're not growing enough of. We need to right. grow more of. We need to do this. We need to do that. So you know, people start with a good heart. I'm sure these policies, this was a ballot initiative, and six, 7 million people voted for it in, te- in California, the, uh, the rules on pork production. But again, it shows you these are people that don't understand the industry. They don't understand how food, uh, the production of food, the distribution of food, and they voted for something that sounded wonderful, and now it's going to increase the cost. They'll get pork, but if they can afford it, who knows? Yeah, I, when there's all these things to worry about, you know, World War Three is starting in Europe, mm-hmm. and we're writing laws about uh, pork. It kind of reminds me of the people in 
in uh, who was that mayor? Was it De Blasio or was it was one of the, one of the mayors in New York? Mm-hmm. I think it was before De Blasio, the one that said you couldn't have a big gulp. Oh yeah, Do you remember was, the big gulp? Yeah, yeah, and you can't drink that. That's so, too much soda. So what did they do? They 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 changed that. They got rid of the size, but then they made it so that you just buy two of the smaller ones at the same price, <laughs> is what they did. And then no one ever talked about That's them. what you call a workaround. But you know what? Those drink fountains, you can get unsweet iced tea. You can get artificial sweetened tea, too. Right. So they, 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 they take one thing, they demonize the entire category, and they they punish a whole bunch of people. And not everybody drinks, you know, six 32 ounce big gulps a day well i know i don't i don't i don't like to pee that much <laughs> <laughs> okay let's talk about something yeah. else i've got a whole bunch of conversation here now let, let's <laughs> let's talk about the the coup that's taking place in my own household oh and oh, it's all your this? fault uh, oh no <laughs> so I, oh, I'm, no. I'm talking with my daughter the other day and she's like are, are you sure that that's uh it's not a matter of uh, evil versus stupid. I, I'm pretty sure this is the side of stupid. stupid. I'm like, who are you listening to? You. I, I, I need to start. I need to start. You know, controlling, uh, censoring. You know, I'm, I'm going to say fact checkers need to listen to the podcast you're checking into. Oh, you want to Bef- talk about before, fact checkers before you start using fact checking yeah. on me? Yeah, uh, using my own podcast. Well, we talk about stupid here. I've got an article on fact checking. A Google-funded fact check team appears to be a handful of potentially non-existent Indians in an impoverished town near Bangladesh. <laughs> this is true. This is a guy, and he's actually Rahim Kassam. So he's, he's, he's either Pakistani so we, or Indian. So we've, we've got a Bangladeshi who is uh, telling us, No, I think you're wrong. Well, I don't know <laughs> that, if you're... That's, that's incorrect. But <laughs> Wait, that was kind of like a Scottish... Yeah, that, that was, was like That was like a, a Scottish... Pakistani, yeah. you should not Bangladeshi. Any, you should not do any accents. No, like no, 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 no impressions. No, no, no impressions. Oh, dang it! But it just shows you that I'm, I'm, I'm going to win. It is going to be. We're going to be ruled by the stupid. By the stupid. When you focus on evil, you're running around looking for evil. When stupid just yeah, I think in. you've got a book title in there somewhere. You could probably get a big deal. <laughs> no, I don't. You want know, one. you could be on the top of the New York uh, <laughs> sure. bestsellers. Which you know, is, for the, I, I, you know, I mean, you could have a picture of. Yeah. Uh, Forrest Gump, uh, yeah. stupid as a stupid does, yeah. right? Uh, sure, uh, uh, a, a list of books all decided by stupid people. All the all <laughs> <laughs> right, New York Times bestseller yes, yes. list, bestsellers a, list, a book of the uh, stupidest book, <laughs> yeah. rated by the stupidest people. Yeah, telling you how you what's yeah. important, what you should read, and what you should not. And I actually think I actually have this little book here. I have this little book here in which I wrote down definitions of things because. I have trouble when people talk; mm-hmm. they confuse me. So I actually wrote down. See, I have a thing of stupid. I have in my definition book because <laughs> I, I'm. I'm, con- I'm. That looks like a well-used page too. Well, it is because I have to remind myself what stupid actually means because we so, don't so, understand what stupid so, actually so means. So I feel a little disadvantaged here because you didn't tell me that we were gonna <laughs> we were gonna have this throwdown now. <laughs> I don't have a book with uh, all the evil things written in it. Um, that I just, didn't do that, evil. That'd just be kind of creepy, I think. But I didn't uh, do evil. so, so lay it on us. Lay it on us. What, so, what is stupid? No, it's slow of mind, unthinking. You see, uh, unthinking. stupid is unthinking. Right. Right. Where do you think Dr. Fauci is right now? Unthinking. Uh, whatever. <laughs> He's just in the place where stupid people go, lacking intelligence. When or they reason, become I- irrelevant, you know, lacking in power to absorb ideas or impressions. Think about that. That's a, one of the. That's a British definition. You know, and a synonym for it is dense, amplifies, you know, 
imperviousness to ideas. So for me, that actually describes Kamala most of the people. Kamala Harris. Stupid. Yeah. Just like, plain stupid. Yeah. Rather than evil, because you've got to be have some intelligence at least. What was to be that? Evil. What was that press conference? It oh was no! <laughs> was it the, it was the, which one? Right. Which so, one? No, the, the the last one where she wouldn't answer yeah. the question. Well, and and what what amazed me was she actually looked at the president of the country, the other country, <laughs> and he's looking at her like he's waved, he's lifted his hands up and went, and she didn't even ask answer the question. So she either is listening to voices in her head. Or just doesn't absorb English. Well, the voices in their in her head do say things. So I mean, it's uh, that's the scary reality is yeah. is we have uh, people you know running the country who have voices in their head. You know, I wonder how many times they actually go up on stand and uh, up on the podium and they have those little tiny ear inserts. I'm sure all the time. You know, and and there's yeah. somebody in the background that says, "Your line is yeah cackle no. hysterically." <laughs> <laughs> That's the best response we can come up with, Camilla. Uh, cackle right now on you know she cackles at the strangest things. That's, that's at the a, strangest times. Yeah, but it's a nervous habit. But what I have, I have so much sympathy for her because she should be sitting at night reading books or have someone coach her. She well, should they be are. coached They're through the earbud. No, but it, the, it's <laughs> really hard to listen and talk at the same time. You can almost tell. It's it's that's a skill. Uh, speaking of earbuds, I have to throw this in there. Uh-uh. You know, my wife and I don't go out on dates nearly enough, <laughs> but we were able to go out on a date mm-hmm. uh, the other night. My daughter was kind enough to watch watch the kids, mm-hmm. and um, we got to see the most uncomplicated movie, but just pure fun. Okay, it was called Uncharted. It had uh, Mark Wahlberg in it. Okay, Antonio Banderas. And um, and the guy that I, he's an up and coming. He's gonna be famous. He's gonna be like he's gonna be like uh, oh I don't know who he would be most like. I think he reminds me of um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I hate him. In but remember Leonardo in his early career beca- before he became full of himself when he was mm-hmm. when he was the slow kid in in uh, uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape. Mm. Um, he, yeah. he, he got a, I think he got an Oscar for that mm-hmm. role, mm-hmm. you know, um, but, uh, this guy's the new, the new Spider-Man. He's the the kid who plays Spider-Man. Oh, and all, all right. Okay. Great actor. Mm-hmm. But this was called Uncharted and the whole movie was about, about uh, finding Magellan's treasure that there, that there's this fable about, about Magellan having all this gold that he got from the Philippines. He's supposed to bring it back to the King of Spain. But they hid it, and he and Magellan died mysteriously somewhere in the Philippines, and <laughs> and that there there was these eighteen shipmates that yeah. that hid his gold, and there's this whole story around it, and you know there's an orphan, and I mean it, it was just yeah. it was it was pure eye candy. Uh, if you liked Goonies, right? Um, not necessarily on the same level of of sort of the eighties rap pack of kids that were in every movie oh. that there was, like. Uh, Oh, what was the vampire movie? I can't remember. Uh, Patrick Swayze, I think, was in it, and or no, Kiefer Kiefer mm-hmm. Sutherland was in it as the head vampire. But anyway, this this was just it was pure fun mm-hmm. and totally improbable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the sky lifting, you know, pirate ships out of the uh, out of out of hidden caves, doing all kinds of stuff. I don't want to spoil oh, it for yeah. folks, but but definitely worth watching. Uh, it was PG thirteen. So, you know, be your own judge and guide as far as your kids watch it. But 
um, there was a little bit of adult content. Like uh, Antonio Banderas got his uh, throat slit, which I, I could watch that a hundred times again, over oh. and over and over again. And it wasn't like a messy. It was just mm-hmm. sort of like a red line. Oh, no. You know, so there wasn't a lot of blood and carnage, which was strange because usually when that happens to somebody, yeah. it's it's not a clean process. No, I'm, I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, so and poor Antonio, take, you know, he's... He he's, died. Well, see, now we're spoiling it. Oh. But but it, w- it was worth watching. Mm. It was, a, you know, the, cover the small children's eyes at that point. <laughs> um, but anyway, great movie. Just wanted to throw that in there. Random, random. I, you know, it's important to have fun right now. It is. You know, don't very much. Don't so. do so to the detriment of yeah. staying informed. No. You know, don't no. hide in the basement and just you know dive into Netflix and never yeah. come out. But um, take a minute. You know, it's a stressful time out there. You know, gas prices are through the ceiling. Five. 520 at Chevron on in Kenai and 519 at Essential One this morning which is supposed to be almost 10 12 cents cheaper than Chevron. Right. That, that that's premium. So, right. So. Right. And uh, it's not Joe Biden's fault. No, it's he not was, Joe Biden's he fault. He was clear it's, that it's it's, yeah. it, it's yep. the Ukrainians' fault. It's it's the, it's the Russians and Ukrainians. Even though I'm <laughs> I'm trying to understand, Ukraine doesn't produce oil or gas. So well, I well you know it's it's interesting that all of the inflation and problem was already spiraling out of control before the war started. Well, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> you're just you're just wrong. Says some Bangladeshi. <laughs> yeah, says some Bangladeshi. I've got it right here. I've got What's it his right name here. again? I have no idea. I've got a Google funded fact check team in, in Bangladesh. I, I telling think me they need I'm to wrong. call uh, stop calling them fact checking and call them fun fact checking. Fun fact checking. Yes, because they're, they're full of of circus and what uh, is it? Bre- uh, bread and circus. Bread and circuses. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're fun. Inter- they're, no, they're they not. taste great and they're yeah. they're less filling. Yeah, I guess they're like I a beer know. commercial. Yeah, it's not really beer. No, you but know. they just no. I, I who knows? Yeah. I can see I can see the Russian production, which hasn't changed. I don't think they're still Russia is still producing gas and oil that they're selling through mm-hmm. their Nord Stream two pipeline. The the so, the, uh, the Germans are probably still buying it. Still buying it. Um, and, I uh, I also heard that. Uh, while Joe Biden is running around stealing oligarchs uh, yachts um, that he hasn't put sanctions on Putin's personal money yet mm. oh, well. the biggest oligarch of them all yeah so I, I don't have any comments on that because I don't know I don't know enough about that well I you could just make it up like the left <laughs> does just, just make up some facts well, uh, the money would be hard to find, I think. I, my impression of... Oh, they know of, where it all is. Yeah, but that's... Do you really want to blow those countries up? Because that's what it would take. These, these countries are so deeply invested. Because he, wouldn't he have it in some of those smaller countries that do hide money? I wonder what uh, Moldova's thinking right now. Well, there's this... What is that little tiny one? Moldova. No, there's another one. It's up near Belgium. What is it? Anyhow, it's totally financial. I didn't realize it. That their their whole economy is based on banking and hiding money mm-hmm. from oligarchs. And there's two or three of them. Is one in the Caribbean? Uh, so the in, Caymans. In the Caymans, the Grand Caymans. That's where they hide it. Yeah. Or they just outright buy land. Yeah. You know, half of Venezuela. You know. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how how everybody was just taken by surprise when Russia attacked the whole country instead of just the east side? 
you know, I mean, they, they, they bombed cities right up to the western frontier of, of uh, NATO. Yeah, what was it? Um, last night, or night before yeah, last. Yeah, right, right near Poland, right yeah. across the border from Poland. Yeah, so, so you know, we, we are witnessing the, the opening salvos of World War III. This is, this is exactly what happened, you know, in World War II. You, 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 know, th- they, you think so? I, I do, I you do. do. The, the, the left will not allow us not to go to war. And and I'm even hearing conservatives now. We had some in the shop today who were saying, you know, um, give jets to Poland and have Poland go in and do this. Well, if they're flying American aircraft, yeah, you know, the, the Russians, the Russians are going obvi- to they're going to say, well, you know, we're at war. You've intervened in our war. And now you're an enemy combatant. And, you know, what are you going to do? Are, are we going to nuke Russia? But no, then- we don't have the political resolve to nuke Russia, nor should we want to nuke Russia. But. But, um, you know, Putin's a crazy man. He is, but then you've got a segment, and I've I've followed both sides. There's actually a group of conservatives that think that uh, the Ukraine is in the wrong. And I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Well, they're Nazis. Didn't you know that? No, no. (laughs) And and led Led by a Jewish president. Okay, this is in my book. My little book here, and a Nazi is not what I've read that, and they're not. They're nationalists. They've come out. I've watched the interview with the guy, and he kept calling which himself. Is also, which is also a patriot, right? Exactly. Yeah. The way he used it, first of all, you're watching a translation, and I think a lot of conservatives and evangelical Christians, too. There's an evangelical Christian group. There was one of those um, groups that believes in Q, QAnon, and there was another group, three of them. I started to read. I couldn't believe it. And they're saying that these are Nazis. Well, they're not. They're nationalists. And even if, if you want to call them Nazis, that's fine. But I'm a nationalist, so call me a Nazi then. If that's mm, if that's the way no, it works, please don't call Loretta a Nazi. No, but if that's <laughs> the way it works, if that's the thinking, well, see, you can. Th- that's you, the way it's got can, to be. You can make you can make words whatever you want. Exactly, to know. and that's all, what they've done. They're all subjective, you know. That's and what they've done. As long as the official Bureau of uh, Language, yeah. uh, which was formerly known yeah. as the CDC, comes yeah. out and changes everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I still can't get off of how absent Fauci is. Why he's not needed anymore? I'm not understanding. They kicked him to the curb. I want to know what happened to him. What do you mean? He's just done. Yeah, I, I, they I, don't. They don't need him anymore. He you know, was, it's uh, interesting that the CDC is is saying that we might misinterpret the data that they have been uh, not giving us about the vaccines and the the injuries and uh, problems that deaths that it's causing. Well, people have got to realize. I had this discussion with a bit of a friend uh, last week, and he was on the um, well. You know, the vaccine works, and I, the most recent data coming yeah, out kill, of England, ninety percent of uh, of the deaths in England right now are in the vaccinated. Ninety percent of the COVID deaths are in the vaccinated. Curious, and because you cannot look at American data, it 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 does not tell you anything. They hide, they obfuscate, they put it in different categories and columns. Another great book title: The Death of Data. The Death of Data. <laughs> yeah, you have a picture Star of that Trek? guy from Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sort of keeled over with a hypodermic yeah. in his shoulder. Yeah. Oh, that would be yeah. great. But no, they. why would they want Fauci? That's a great, that's a great political c- cartoon. Is it? Yeah, d- uh, Data dead on <laughs> on on the Enterprise with a, with a COVID with, with vaccine a, with hypodermic with, sticking out of or his no, arm. No, with a book of Fauci. You know, yeah, the book of Fauci, Fauci in clutched his hands, in his, his hands. Hand, reading about yes, it. Yes, the he's death dead. of Data. But why would they want, think about it, why would they want Dr. Fauci around when the most 
uh, honest data is com- coming out of other countries, not America, which anyone can access now, is showing that the vaccines were a failure. Mm. And they actually caused more trouble, well, more no, they, problems. They, they weren't a failure. They did exactly what they were designed to do. No, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy see, theorist. See, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just believe there's evil people out there. No, they're just stupid. I, I really think they thought it would... It I mean, work out. Fauci, Fauci needs to be brought up on crimes against humanity. He never will. Don't like the guy at the table earlier. Well, he'll, when he'll, about get, he'll get what's coming to him. You know, not on when, this earth. When, no, right. <laughs> not right, on this. Right. Earth. But but no. as soon as he uh, Don't be. as as soon as he tries to gain entry to certain high places, you know, um, there's going to be somebody at the door that's going to be like, uh, you took a wrong turn. You need to actually take the elevator down. And uh, there's a warmer climate you're yeah, going to reside yeah, in. Yeah, but you know, but, and it's not the Caymans. Yeah, but you know, for the rest of his life, he's still going to be on the periphery. He's a billionaire. They may need him now, though, but they still may need him in the future if something shows up. He would be a person that can direct him into how to how to guide people. You know, through. you know who else is strangely absent? No, I mean, I hear her voice every time. The only places that I'm hearing her voice now is on streaming services online. Oh, who? Anne Zink? Anne Zink. Oh, I... I, Have you noticed? Because... Anne Zink's disappeared. Because... She's been disappeared. Yes, because everything that she wants... By Dunleavy. Yes, everything Dunleavy wants reelected, by the way. He wants to be reelected, and everything she's encouraged us to do has been wrong. Absolutely everything from the masking to social distancing to getting vaccinated to getting vaccinating bo- the boosters pregnant women, vaccinating preg- pregnant women, sending your whatever. family on, you know, yeah. extended junctus so, to go so rock why climbing. Would you want, and why would you want a visible uh, reminder? You know, reminder of that? That's what Fauci yeah. is. Fauci is very front and center and zinc in Alaska. I wonder if they're hanging out at the same bar right now Well, in Tahiti. Fauci and wow. Zink, all that you hand can in hope, hand, drinking, yeah, you know, martinis. No, or all you can hope for is that Anne Margaritas. Zink has tainted her uh, profession enough that no one will ever hire her, unless it's some kind of a think tank, which is all just liberal money. Well, you know, Doctor Evil had henchmen. Uh-huh. Doctor Evil off of the uh, the Austin Powers. Oh yeah. If you want to talk about stupid, yeah, okay. That is that is that is the nexus of stupid and evil. What the henchman and Doctor Evil? Yeah. <laughs> A yeah. stupid evil person. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're not going to be evil, but I think this dumb and and stupid it trumps evil anytime. Yeah. Because stupid looks innocuous. Stupid looks like, oh, well, you know, they have oh, the goodness. Shucks, oh, shucks. You know, yeah. they have the, the goodness of their heart, you know. And like I said, an, an inability to absorb in information and knowledge. Imperviousness to ideas. Lacking intelligence or reason. Unthinking. You know, mm-hmm. why, why would you continually to do what? And you've got to understand, Fauci saw all the, this information from other countries before we saw it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's this underground whatever, same as Anne Zinc. They can spend it all. Well, yeah, and they looked at it and they thought, well, you know, we're still making money. You know, we're still... But, but there are videos, there, there is evidence that Dr. Fauci and those like him in, in uh, Big Pharma and Big Tech were having the equivalent of medical TED Talks, mm-hmm. you know, th- several years in advance of the virus and talking about... Um, how annoying it was that people wouldn't take the flu vaccine. Yeah. I, I watched it. Yeah. Firsthand. You know, and, and 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 they talked about how great it would be, be to if there were a pandemic yeah. mm-hmm. to then 
couch all of their missed aspirations into mm-hmm. the solution mm-hmm. and get mass worldwide uh, injections. But do you think this is the first time anything has been war game? Do you think any you know anything has been game? Because I've got a book written by Jerry Pornell, put out in nineteen seventy something, and he and their documents. What's the title on that? It's. It's a it's an it's an analogy of short stories, but in there, one of them talks about how he was put on he and other science fiction writers mm-hmm. because they were looking at this was prior to uh, Reagan looking at the Star, Star Wars, Wars and all that. They were war gaming um, uh, satellites in space. They were war gaming uh, um, war in space. What you would do on Earth mm-hmm. and how it would occur. They were forward thinking. Future casting. Future casting. Mm-hmm. So they were doing that in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. I'll have to tell you that was my favorite class in college. What? Which was the future casting? Oh, I didn't know it was class. Yeah, it was. I had a class uh, in yeah. my political science. Yeah. Uh, I had. Okay. I, I, my degree is in political science, philosophy, and economics, yeah. and that was my favorite class because the scenario was we had to create a new society on the moon. Exactly. And and yeah. how would that work? How would, that how work? would we defend ourselves? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, what systems would emerge? What social controls? And I was in there with a bunch of communist, you know, yeah. college kids, and uh, I so, was the I was the lone conservative. So I'm not understanding. I got kicked off the moon, by well, the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you would. But I'm I'm not understanding how knowing this and understanding there are classes, and I didn't know there was a class like that out there, why we wouldn't think that they would be wargaming or gaming or whatever, future casting a pandemic, because we've sort of solved the space kind so of you've, thing. So you've proved my point, though. See, stupid doesn't often have intelligent design behind it. Where's the intelligent design in the pandemic? The wargaming. All of the future casting, all of that, that's all precursors to the actual thing happening. And it's it, what it does is it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, yeah, basically. The, it's people setting, setting up the systems and hypothetically running these scenarios. And then somebody yeah. in that mix goes, wait a second, this is highly plausible. Yeah, but you know, we could, we could yes. use this. And man, look at all the money we could make. Look at all the control we could rest. And so, and so you took that class at a college. What my question to you is: Why do you not think the Chinese army is not doing the same? Oh no, no, the I Chinese know, army is doing I know the same, and, and that's why I say they're evil. Well, and the the Russian army is doing the same. The right. French army is doing the same. The British army is doing the same. So we've got these are there's nothing unthought of. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that public health organizations around the world aren't talking about pandemics because we had Ebola, the whole Ebola scare. When was that? That was in between 2009 and 2014 or 15. Let's talk about evil for a little bit. Um, Yeah, you can't get away that easily. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to argue. So there was a Liberty Action meeting here last, uh, last week, and... One of the things that happened was uh, mm. Jennifer Kendred yeah. was uh, talking about uh, a gentleman here locally who is a well-known homesteader out, I believe he's Sterling yes, or Funny River. And I'm not easily giving to, given to cursing, but the story she told boiled my blood. Yeah. Yeah. It made me so angry. It should. 
And, you know, we can look at Ukraine and we can look at D.C. and we can look at, you know, all the various things going on around the country and shake our heads and go, boy, it's so evil over there. Boy, it's so nasty. Aren't we glad that we live in this safe little bubble on the peninsula? That's an illusion. It is. This gentleman, uh, Jennifer would bring him meals. He was in his, I think he was in his early 90s. Yep. Um really a part significant part of this place's history and he got ill he was admitted to the hospital he was uh intubated with a vent okay very ill his family and uh closest friends were not allowed to see him Mm. and jennifer told the story about how I don't know if it was her or one of her close friends. No, it was her close friend because she had left town and this person called her and said, you need to get back here. Joe's in the ER and she was out of state. She had literally landed on the ground wherever she was. And so she said, you need to get in there and see him. And this friend tried and tried and the hospital denied and denied. Finally, one of the nurses, a younger nurse, came up alongside this lady and said, I'll get you in. Got her gowned up, scrubbed up, followed their protocols, whatever, and took her to his room. She, they opened the door and looked in, and he had vomited all over himself and was aspirating his vomit. Mm. And it looked like it had been a while. He was dying. And no one was caring for him. No one was checking in on him. They had isolated him from family and community, and there was no advocate Mm -hmm. for him. The hospital essentially killed this man, this part of our history. And I know that you have been doing a lot of investigative work on the money, Mm -hmm. because you've got to follow the money. Mm -hmm. And the numbers that you gave last week were mind-boggling to me that that we have and I know your focus has been on how do we have a locally appointed board overseeing a, a, a company that's bringing in over almost four million four hundred million dollars almost a half a billion dollars. Half, half a billion dollars company a company it's a company you know um, where do we have the expertise in our community to to competently oversee that and make sure that the money doesn't taint the process and destroy the quality of service delivered. Or where's the where's the accountability? Well, for the CEO, which who is Mr. Davis. Mm-hmm. See, when you have a company like a, a publicly traded company and right. there's a board of directors that overlook, they tend to be pick a company, Exxon, you anyone, just put whatever name in there, and you've hired someone, <clears throat> a CEO. Usually the people on the board of directors are people of like companies. If, right. it's, a, if it's a $4 billion well, all company... Well, all you have to do is look who sits on the, the PFD board. Exactly. Right? They're bankers. Yeah. They're, they're, they're people that have basic knowledge in and un, have an understanding. So they're looking at a balance sheet. They're getting you know a synopsis, obviously. They don't have time to oversee the entire company. Mm-hmm. But they're getting a synopsis. 
and they're looking at it and they're saying, well, gee, you know, there's and, something and, and right, not and right. And they're not generally also working in the company in another position. Yeah, they no, they I don't. Which I, on our board, I, I, I don't think you're allowed to. Which on our board, here I think locally, there are there are people a, working for yeah. the hospital who are also yeah. getting paid. Yeah. To be on the board. Yeah. So. For me, the thing that shocked me, and I actually showed someone, uh, you can go back, the site I found, you can go back to 2000, and you can go back at least 12 years, 15 years. What's the website? Do you know? I don't have it right with me, but it's, okay. a, it's a non-profit. It's through ProPublica. It's a pr- through ProPublica projects, okay. and it's just put non-profit in there, um, and you can... Look it's up. a place where you can find transparency. Uh, yeah, you can right. f- you can actually print off the seventy-one page um, tax return. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can go back all these years. Anyhow, someone looked at this and said that is unbelievable the growth because it went from a thirty-four million dollar company, nonprofit, like twelve this, years ago or something, twelve or fourteen years ago, to now making bringing in the last one now. It has to be audited and looked at, but it was almost four hundred million. Four hundred million. And I would love to have that company. So that's <laughs> like that's like Jason. Yeah. Yeah. If twelve years ago you were making twenty thousand dollars, right? This year, that's pretty close. You know, you'd be making well, no, but this <laughs> no. year you'd be making two hundred thousand. That's not anywhere near what I'm making. <laughs> you know, if you, but if you could, and and then how would you explain that? When you've got to understand that... I would hire some Bangladeshi fact checkers. This is still an under 50-bed hospital. Right. It's a 49-bed. I believe it was rated as a 49-bed. 49. And... I it's, I wonder it, if that that number is on purpose because if they reach it is, fifty, it is, there's it a is. higher level it, of accountability. It, it, it definitely is. They are wow. categories, and I don't know enough. I'm just yeah. I'm just looking. But it, it would make sense. Yeah, there's at that at that you know strange number. Why exactly. not an even fifty? No, and 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 emergency rooms and everything. There are rules and things that you have to follow when you reach these these levels. But it's not like the hospital has gotten 10 times bigger in size. No. Right? Because this is 10 times growth in, in, in revenue. Um, where many, did that come from? How many zeros is that? 400? 400, 000, 000, 000, 000. Six zeros. Six zeros. Or no, five zeros. One, two, because three. you got four and then five zeros after it for four four hundred million. So you got four hundred. So four hundred million divided yeah. by forty nine beds. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. a pretty good return rate on yeah. forty five beds. Yeah. That's eight million one hundred sixty three thousand two hundred sixty five revenue per bed dollars and yeah. thirty one yeah. cents. Yeah. Per bed. Yeah. No, I, we need to open a hospital. Uh, yeah, and if I'm wrong, Holy I smokes. I would love to have someone sit me down and sit down and say, "Hey, Loretta, this is not the way. It, this is the way it works." <laughs> Loretta, you're stupid. Well, you know. I'm willing to accept <laughs> that appellation if if. Yeah. But all I can well, do we is, know you're not evil, so <laughs> that's the only one other I'm option. T- I'm too dumb to be evil. <laughs> no. You have to have a lot more bandwidth. My daughter uses this all the time. <laughs> bandwidth. It's the new thing. I don't you know heard? have enough bandwidth for that. No, have you no have you heard about this? <laughs> no. It's the new thing. Like if you just don't have the emotional capacity or anything or whatever you just i just i just don't have the bandwidth for that i just don't have the bandwidth so well you know see i'm from a different generation oh. what i tell people is my ram is full oh your ram is full it's bandwidth now <laughs> yeah now it's bandwidth <laughs> okay so not you see see, it. see i'm not part of the cloud generation no. i'm part of the hardware generation oh yeah okay where so. you you want a faster computer you want more uh yeah. memory you yeah. just add more hardware. No, they don't do that anymore. No. They just want speed. Speed to direct it up to the cloud yes, and to, to the deliver cloud. it back. So bandwidth. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you know what? And it's interesting. And I don't want to disparage any of the people that work there. Uh, um, go ahead. No. There are a couple doctors that make what I consider to be trend, tremendous salaries. And There's a urologist that makes something like 100 or 1.5 or 1.4. million. Oh, 1.2 million. A, a surgeon, to play with pee. That, <laughs> well, you know, maybe that's a maybe that's a, well, a it's good more than that. You know, one point two million dollars to play with people's pee. I mean, but you know, you, wh- you'd one, have to pay me a lot to yeah, play with pee. Uh, yeah, but one you notice how the conversation always goes back ba- to pee. bathrooms yeah. or something. Yes, it's got to be a guy thing. I'm no, no, it's, it. humor. it's humor. It's humor. Actually, the the people I spend the most time with are children. Are a seven year old and a twelve year old boy. Both of them, and and <laughs> and, and the smell that yeah. emits from their bedroom. Oh no. You know, (laughs) last night I'm telling one of my boys, I'm like, holy cow, man, I'm sorry, but you have to see I'm sounding like you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. But (laughs) but you now need to go and use the shower. Oh, no. And please don't Uh. wear those same pants again. Is that a thing with boys? Is oh my it? gosh, they just don't care. They don't care. They well, don't care. That's different. <laughs> so, so, that's different. so let's go off on this for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we're close to the shop. I'm, we're we're all sitting as a family, yeah. kind of decompressing from the day in this little pod over the by the green couches. <laughs> and my son takes his shoes off. Oh no! And the everyone, everyone gets up and leaves. And I'm sitting there, <laughs> and I look. And I'm like. Good grief, buddy. What is that funk? You know, yeah. he looks at me. You can't see this on the radio, but he he, he kind of tilts his head at like a 30 degree uh, you know, angle, goes, <laughs> sniffs. <laughs> he does this sniff test. He's like, and he puts his hands up, shrugs his shoulders, no goes, hmm, Don't know. Gonna, whatever. I don't smell anything. What's your problem? <laughs> My eyes are watering. watering. It's like, dude, put your shoes back on. I know that your feet might rot off of your legs if you wear those shoes anymore, but at least the smell is contained when the toes are in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, but you know... <laughs> So let's let's make an analogy to today. I mean, the stench is bad. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we can ignore it and tell them to put it back in the shoes. Or we can say, go take a shower. You know, we got to deal with this. Or else uh, this is going to get out of control. This can get out of hand. And I think we've already passed that thre- threshold, you know, with this story of the gentleman, the unfortunate gentleman, uh, the, the pioneer here that passed away. It's but got it's gotten out of hand, and and this is this is right in our backyard. This isn't in Chicago. This is in Soldotna, Alaska. The devil's advocate side of me says, though, how do you change that? Because I've said to someone before, when you look at it, it's a structural problem. Well, I'll tell you how, uh, a first way you change it. You get somebody who's running for governor. Wow, that's who that's says true. that they really care. How does that change the local to, hospital, though? To actually really care, and I'm talking about Charlie Pierce right now. Yeah. Charlie Pierce is running on this platform, and in, you know, in full disclosure, mm-hmm. uh, this show is not funded by the Kirka campaign. There's no money coming to the show. Uh, I am a private contractor working for the Kirka campaign, so in full disclosure, this has nothing to do with the Kirka campaign. But Charlie Pierce is a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's well spoken, well dressed. Doesn't have an offensive odor like my twelve-year-old. <laughs> you know, um, he's he's uh, he's a nice guy at a cocktail party, and uh, that's great. He's Uncle Charlie. Mm-hmm. The problem is that Charlie Pierce is running on a on a platform uh, where he's got four main talking points. One of which is that he's anti-mandate, and so 
uh, as people have been coming here to talk politics, and you were here when uh, uh, Ms. Chewbacca was here earlier yep. meeting with some sportsmen, talking about subsistence and sports and hunting and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Now we have a, another campaign sitting across the room, and they're they're doing stuff. I heard them talking about ranked choice voting and things just a minute ago. But um, you know, uh, as as we as we look at politicians and what they say, you have to judge them by what they do, because oftentimes what they say doesn't line up with what they do or what they don't do. And on the four things that Charlie's running on, one of the things is that he was anti-mandate. Well, we can look and say. Yes, that was awesome. Charlie did not make any mandates or try to overexert his executive power uh, like some, so many other jurisdictions mm-hmm. did. So that's, that's, a, that's a point for Charlie. Great. That's awesome. But what he didn't do was he didn't demand an audit of this hospital. He did not, in his executive role, take charge in doing that audit himself. Mm-hmm. And make the findings known to the public. If he if he did do the audit, I haven't heard about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing he didn't do is he didn't fly to Juneau and pound on the governor's desk mm-hmm. and give a a a, uh, a press conference on the yeah. steps of the Capitol to say, yeah. "Here's how we're standing against mandates on the peninsula, and here's what I just told the governor we will do if he if he tells us that we can no longer travel between Kenai and Soldatna and Anchorage without government paperwork." Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that happened under Dunleavy. Yeah. He didn't do that. No. So, so when he says that he's anti-mandate, well, that sounds great. And he got some, some national time on One American News and I think on Newsmax and a couple others where he was talking about how we're open for business and stuff. But it, realistically, there wasn't a, an ordinance passed Mm-mm. or a resolution passed that said, here's how we will protect our populace in policy and in law, mm-hmm. that we will come alongside of them with legal assistance, that we'll file an amicus brief for somebody who sues the hospital. We will do this internal audit. We will hold the, the hospital to the service agreement that, that uh, they have with us to use our facility. You know, all that stuff didn't happen. At one point, I know that he and, and Ron Gillum were working on a project, they said, mm. to bring in a monoclonal and that, antibody that, that went clinic, right? Yeah. Well, I was told, Yeah, I was told the only barrier to that actually happening was they needed a building. Yeah. And they were running around telling everybody they were going to do this. Yeah, nothing happened. Well, I found the building for them. Yeah, and that... Uh, who was the disgraced doctor who got fired and, and not fired, but arrested here oh, locally? Oh, um, yeah, we won't use his no, name, but, no. but anyway, he, he, I think he got arrested Yeah, he was and yeah. for, for dealing, uh, being the candy doctor that, yeah. that put all he, the opiates he, he on the streets overprescribed and, uh, and, opiates. uh, and some other stuff. But, but anyway, um, his, his clinic was available. And what I was told was that he wanted $9,000, like a 4,500-square-foot mm. clinic. Mm. He wanted $9,000 a month to lease it because he was no longer using it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Nothing know, and there. it was just existing medical infrastructure yeah. that this uh, monoclonal antibody clinic could have been, or triage center, could have been set up, right? Mm. And they had a vendor who was willing to set it up. They just needed a building. That's all they said. Yeah. And then, uh, then the doctor got greedy and decided that nine thousand wasn't enough, and he wanted like twelve or fourteen. I oh. can't remember the exact number, but it was, it was yeah. excessive. Yes. You know, I pay thirty-two hundred dollars a month for my space, 
it's 2,800 square feet. So 9,000 for 4,500 square feet is, is not mm. unreasonable, Mm-mm. especially if it's already set up for medical, yeah. right? So so not to disparage the, the criminal, you know, for, mm-hmm. for wanting a fair price, but we will disparage him for them gouging. <laughs> but, uh, but I was explained to me that that was the barrier is it was too expensive now. Yeah. So I went to a local businessman I know who had purchased a foreclosed dental office in Kenai that had like 6,000 square feet. And he had just finished renovating it, completely flipping it. He was going to sell it, Mm -hmm. you know. But he was having difficulty finding a buyer. And I called him up and I said, how would you like to be a hero? Uh What would it take for you to rent this place out? Knowing that they were seriously considering the 9,000 a month, could you get it for us? for cheaper than that because it's not set up like a medical office anymore and and you may not make a lot of money but it'll cover your costs the note that you have on it and you'll be a hero overnight and he says yeah i'm for it just give him my name my number so i did and then the issue just mysteriously went away he never got a call from him They never followed up with him. They never said, thank you for considering this. Here's what happened. Yeah. It fell off the table. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's just a failure. Maybe that's stupid in action. It's just a failure of communication. And, and there's some larger issue out there that, that killed the project. Don't you think it's oftentimes in the, the, the heat of the moment, everyone's all up in arms. And we run the risk of doing this now. Everyone was all excited about covid and everybody jumped on the bandwagon, and politicians do it all the time. Mm-hmm. All the politicians do it all the time. Every one of them. I'm not going to absolve any of them. We're going to do this, we're going to do that, and then when the furor dies down, it kind of, because well, uh, we really don't need the monoclonal anti- antibodies. And I don't think they were going to provide Alaska with enough to do any 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 good. So, so maybe it was... Um, Maybe that was just lack of interest, lack of demand or something. They looked at it and it went away. But for me, the problem with the hospital is, it's not just that. It's they are so tied into Medicare, Medicaid funding. And I don't know if Charlie Pierce could have done anything. I don't know if, 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 if auditing them would have done anything other than say, well, look, you took so many billions of dollars. You took so many hundreds of millions of dollars well, of Medicare it, it, money. It would have shown. You have to do it, this. It would have been like flipping on the light in a cockroach infested room. It would have at least caused some people to duck and cover and run and hide and maybe leave the community and say, oh, the jig is up. Yeah. We need to uh, we need to find another place to defraud and we got to get out of here. And well, maybe maybe it would have caused some change in leadership and, and maybe even even a, a monicum of of accountability, increased accountability. And and in politics, you often don't win the war but you win small battles yes and you have to keep fighting the war and and incrementally move towards the ultimate goal you know and take territory back because we're constantly losing territory to the left because we're the ones that always have to be the ones who compromise they never compromise anything well because we have been talked into believing and i was thinking this just the other day where um it was in the context of a, a, a twitter thread i was reading and what happened was a brother had contacted his brother and said, hey, you know, I want to apologize because I disinvited you this Christmas for dinner because you were not vaccinated. I wanted to apologize. And the brother, um, he didn't reply to that, but he replied to in the context of the thread. So the, the, the brothers didn't communicate this to each other. But he said, you know, I have to decide if I really can forgive 
my brother because it was such it was so devastating to the children because mm-hmm. they couldn't see they were not going to be able to see this is something they've been doing for 20 years right and his children couldn't see yeah because so, because now you're somehow tainted because you wouldn't bow the knee to well, the, the fauci job and i've heard this in in the context of us giving up you know territory as conservatives we've been taught that's the christian thing you do you back you know and i've watched this several times i don't know if i could forgive or if i would forgive or if i should forgive because i'm not sure christianity says bend over and take it right i i'm not sure that's what it actually means i actually you know remember reading the bible where christ fought a few times so did well i think when somebody asks for your forgiveness and they come in in supplication and 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 (laughs) humility to say i was wrong uh you know i mean as long as they didn't just kill grandma and then say but but see again, I think I think I think Christ sets a standard for us. Now, I'll talk about. I had a relationship with a member of the clergy at one point, um, where I was asked to serve mm-hmm. as staff. All right, and he did some crooked things, and that deeply impacted our family and and me. Yes, and. Um, in the end, and I walked. I walked away. I just, I just was. I'm done. I'm right, out of, I'm out of here. So. I'm yeah. out of here. So he came to me and he said, he, he said, I'd like to sit down with you. And we met at Louis over in Kenai, and he apologized. He said, I'm, I'm deeply sorry. You know, I really regret how this went down, and um, I'd like you, I'd like to request your forgiveness. And, and I said, okay. Well, I forgive you. I'm not going to rent out space in my head for free anymore. Yeah. Right? I can move on. Mm-hmm. And he said, and, and I'd really like to see if we can restore our relationship. And Ooh, I said, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, I said yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah. I said, I, I release you from the burden of your guilt. Yes. Uh, it, because I'm not going to hold it against you. You know, you live and you learn and you make mistakes. And But there's always a consequence. Yes. You know, you can be repentant for criminal actions. Mm-hmm. But there's still a consequence. You go out yeah. and you kill somebody through gross negligence or even in, through intent. And you may become the most repentant person in the world, but... Yeah. That person's life is never coming back. No. And that's a consequence no. for them. That's a consequence yeah. their, for their family. Yeah. And your consequence will be commensurate. Now, you may go to your your deathbed in a prison cell, but at least your conscience is clean because you've received redemption through Christ. Um, but it does not remove the consequence for your actions. No. And in this case, the consequence for the actions was the friendship was re- destroyed and the friendship yeah. would not be restored. Yeah. And yeah. it's unfortunate. But but if, you know, it, and this is something each person has to work out for themselves. I can't advise you what to do uh, in a, that situation. But for me at that moment, for my family and for what transpired... It was just I, I was not willing to go down that road again. I, I yes. didn't. I, I was not going to expose myself and my family to the potential of additional harm. No, and I, I don't think we should. But I think as conservatives and Republicans, we've been convinced right. somehow 
that the better part of valor is to back up, put our hands in the air, bow down, say, I forgive you, but also not to, to draw the line like you did. And yeah. I've got article after article after article here, the consequences of Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. And we said, oh, there's no consequences to the Black Lives Matter movement. Well, I've got one article here. Uh, a Harvard student jumped over a, a puddle and goes on a rant about white supremacy because he feels justified. Somehow puddles are su white supremacist. <laughs> End up breaking a bone in his foot, you know. Um, <laughs> You know, was was there like a fog line running through the puddle? I, or something? I have no idea. He <laughs> said, like, you know, his. I mean, if pain, it weren't for the white, oh, no. the white said, line on the ground, what it was was white thinking. Is your, you know, he had somehow adopt. You should adopt the belief the pain doesn't matter, and he would walk it off. You know, that's white thinking. That it's just it's not that bad. Here I have one um, in which the, uh, a woman, uh, Russian troops, when they overran Chernobyl. An African-American said, this isn't discussed much, but if Putin was black, we'd be yelling more. You know, like it would be, it, a black person, an African-American person would not have been allowed to do what Putin did. <laughs> you know, so we're forgiving Putin there. You know, and here's another one where a black playwright demands all black audiences. He does not want white people. So, yeah, you know, and so we bought into, and that's a simple thing. That was one thing that really didn't, we thought, oh, it doesn't have consequences. So, uh, so there's people here that put Black Lives Matter signs in their front yards yeah. here in all white Kenai Soldatna. Right. Thinking, oh, no, it doesn't matter. Well, we're already seeing the consequences of that. Yeah. And, the, and the owner of Alyoska Tire. Well, I didn't want to do that. Well, <laughs> I did. Oh. I did because yeah. because that's yeah. the other thing yeah. is that yeah. is that to pretend that these people don't exist and is yeah. to condone, uh, yeah. the, you know, and the, and then they put out there yeah. and they promote these yeah. things and they expect us to remain silent yeah. on the sidelines yeah. and not uh, not call them out. And, that's and 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 we need to tell these people, you know, you are blatantly wrong. You are yeah. you are destroying yeah. the fabric of our community. Exactly. You are pitting yeah. one one group of people, people against, against another. another. And yeah. meanwhile. Yeah. You're raking in money from both groups. Yeah. And, and why it, it, it sounds like it's not related to what happened with you and the minister, but it is. Why are it's all about forgiveness why are and about tires, acceptance. Why are tires black? I don't know. You know, tires <laughs> tires are abused, misused. They 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 you know people burn them out on the road when they yeah, wanted to spin yeah. a Brody. They're they're <laughs> incredibly inconsiderate to tires. <laughs> to tires and and Is, I maybe, mean maybe look, that's why he has a Black Lives uh, Matter. You know, when the tire when right the here. tire wears out, what do we do? Do we retire it to a, <laughs> a you know? And that's a play on words. Do we retire, retire it the tire? to to a to a, a a comfortable place in the landfill? Yeah, the, or or does it get chopped up and and then put into other products and and misused more. I, I guess I think it's chopped right, up, doesn't it? Right. Well, why don't yeah. we have white tires? We should abuse the white tires. I mean, this is how ridiculous, uh -huh. how ridiculous the arguments are becoming. You know, jumping over a puddle and twisting your ankle is is a, a, a is racist. Uh, is racist. I mean, no, that's. I agree with you. That's just stupid. But we, as conservatives, when this was happening. And I remember myself, I, I'm responsible. For, I did not want to get involved in the whole Black Lives Matter argument. I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. I didn't want to discuss it because I really thought, well, it, w what difference is it going to make? But it's made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. We've already seen in the year and a half since the, uh, those uh, uh, riots occurred 
this transformation. Mostly, where, mostly peaceful riots. Mostly peaceful riots. Mo- mostly peaceful. But we've now <laughs> come forward to it's it's transfiguring all segments of our society where we have a, 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 a black author that says, I don't want to have Caucasians in my audience. Well, then, you know, the next thing that's going to happen, I can predict it right here, is he's not going to get enough people to go to his play, and then he's going to have to ask for government help right? because not enough people, it, I, because, I can't because afford Because he needs, he needs an, an equity yeah. initiative. An equity he, initiative. He'll go and he'll talk to the yeah. city's chief equity officer. Yes, exactly. And yeah. say, you know, um, I can't fill the theater no. because of I'm racism. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Because I, I only want African Americans in my audience. There's not enough of them. So I'm I'm of value to and and so you need to subsidize me. Right. And this is where it's heading. And I, I'm tired of forgiving. I'm sorry. Maybe the brother should have forgiven. But I don't know if he should go to Christmas. Well, dinner. you know, this is interesting because because really if we're talking about the issue of forgiveness I mean, who who are we forgiving? I mean, the Bible is clear when it says we wrestle not against blood, flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's clearly talking about a spiritual battle, a supernatural battle, a battle that's fought outside of our physical space that um, impacts our physical space, but is beyond our uh, full depth of understanding. And that in that situation, we need to look to uh, protection, support, encouragement from uh, from God, because we can't fight that battle by ourselves. No, but but the reality is the enemy of that battle, the 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 enemy behind that battle, is the devil. Mm-hmm. If you're a, if you're a Christian or yes. you believe you believe in that whole, you know, God is who He says He is, and the devil is who He said He is. Um, then realistically, when we look at the left and we look at their agenda, their agenda to kill kill everything. Mm-hmm. You know the double speak. They 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 speak with lies mm-hmm. about everything. Yes. Uh, they say that a, a a boy is not a boy and a girl is not a girl, mm-hmm. and that they can be whatever they want. They're totally relativistic in every kind of natural law and standard that exists, and says, "Well, we can remake ourselves in our own image." I just saw a very frightening video of a gentleman that spoke at Davos. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the World Economic Forum. Okay. And he essentially scoffed at God and said, we are in the yeah. position where we can now remake ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Trans, we, don't need, trans, we, don't, we don't need some God. Transhumanism. You know, and so, so really, for those who, who detest politics or those who are Christians trying to be in a political position who feel conflicted about, about um, standing your ground... Mm-hmm. Really, the encouragement is to remember you battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. You're battling the armies of darkness and that 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 person that sits across the aisle from you who wants to be collegial, Mm -hmm. who wants to be at the cocktail party with you, they're an agent for darkness or your brother who because right. he's bought into and this is where he's i think deceived. it's really nice to sit and talk theoretical and philosophical but when you're confronted with a brother who is so evil and this now this i will agree is evil mm-hmm. i'm see i agree evil exists but i have i think he was more evil than some people just, because just this second. is flesh just, and blood just second i'm, I'm gonna write, write it down i'm writing evil, evil. All right, all right. and one hash mark <laughs> okay. <laughs> but 
today yeah. I got yeah. Loretta to side with evil. Yeah. No, I I can <laughs> mention three or four other people that live in Kenai that Soldatna that I think are evil, but I don't want to talk you, about them. You don't want to get sued. <laughs> well, they're dead and gone, and and the oh, damage okay. they did is uh, you know they're profound. paying for it in hell. Was profound, tremendous, yeah. tremendous. If you knew one of them, you would be. If you knew the anger that I still have towards this person, is it's un- the damage they did was will show up in this community for years. Right. But anyhow, this brother was evil. You want to know why? Because he was raised with his brother. These were raised as brothers. They grew up together, the same mother and father. They shared Christmas for 20 his years. He forsook his brother for... For, for some whatever... Political agenda. W- p- political agenda. That, right. to me, is tremendously evil. Right. Because he understood... Selfish. Selfish. At the least. At the least. And this is where I think people are really having a hard time because they can confront evil in in a, in, a, in Davos right. or the World Economic Forum or, or Justin Trudeau or we can see it in other people, but we really struggle to see it in our own family. In our own community. And, in our own community. And that's where it's going to... Be, do more damage right and it manifests a, itself it, daily daily be, and we we pass it over we pass it over we pass it over you know you send your child to it's a, easier well you send your child to a school and right. in, in in second grade they're asked to declare their gender right and then you have to well what's a gender then you have to get into it well why what, what, so a, a boy or a girl or what is that Mm-hmm. Then they get into it, and then they get into it. And you ask the mother why, and they say, well, she's such a nice teacher. I didn't think she'd do it. She's evil. She's evil. That's where I appro- apportion evil to. Two. I, yep, I just marked another <laughs> another hash mark for evil. Uh, so, so, so I gave you two. So, Lindsay, if you're listening... <laughs> Uh, evil is it seems to be carrying a lot of weight today, but not in things that you would think. There's lots of, you know, bureaucrats are just stupid. Huge bureaucracies are these like this big lumbering elephant that doesn't stop in time, and it's just a bundle of stupid. You know, the bureaucrats uh, and I've met Fauci. Some evil, I've met some evil bureaucrats. Uh, I uh, haven't worked that closely with a lot of yeah, bureaucrats. I, yeah, I no, see the consequences uh, of their. Yeah, they're, they're, they're totally insulated. Here's what yep. the bureaucracy does. Exactly. Yep. The bureaucracy takes an agenda. Mm-hmm. They, 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 take, they take direction from law, which is handed down to them through regulation. That regulation is given to the administration as guideposts to then set policy. Policy is the interpretation of the regulation that tells the foot soldiers where to march, how quickly, and what to do when they get there. So the lawmakers are at this 30,000-foot level, and, and they, they, they pass these largely aspirational sort of uh, positions that are supposed to somehow reflect our values as a society. And then the bureaucrats get a hold of it. <laughs> and their 45 layers yeah, of administration exactly. yeah. are purposefully created if mm-hmm. you've ever wondered why there's the commission the 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 assistant to the deputy commissioner <laughs> of the deputy's office for commissioners of administration yeah it's because when you when you diversify the number of people who have to weigh in on a topic mm-hmm. you also broaden the target yeah which provides cover to where no one is accountable you, no one person, everything's done in a team. You know, this is the damage. This is one of the things in school yep. that they do a lot of 
is they're like, how do you work as a team? Yeah. We're going to do a team project. It was never fair. No. Because I worked my face off in team projects, even mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. And there was always some socialist slacker in there who would <laughs> let everybody else do the work and yeah. take the grade. Yeah. And you always had to work with that guy and just sort of accept him. Uh-huh. Well, that, that's and, and this is And this is what the educational environment does, is they say that you're all equals. Yep. We need to have an an what's that equitable an equitable uh, work environment where everybody's part of a team and we we all win. Yeah. Right. We all win. There are no losers. It's it's a win win situation. It's a win win situation for everybody. It's for the (laughs) what's that other term we've heard a lot of the greater good. The greater good. Right. Uh, It's 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 racist (laughs) for you to want to accelerate in your career and surpass your coworkers. Well, or sexist or homophobic uh, promotions and and accolades Mm and and awards. You know. That uh, the whole team wins, mm-hmm. yeah, and you need to be okay with that, yeah. And and so, so our system has grown several generations of pansies now, mm-hmm. people without any kind of emotional strength, uh, you know, because struggle makes us stronger. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen what happens to to a tomato plant <laughs> that grows in a place where there's no wind blowing on mm-hmm. it. It grows tall. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you have to tie it to sticks yeah. because it outgrows its strength and it will collapse on itself. The fruit will break its branches. Yeah. But the tomato plant, they say if you want to create a strong tomato plant, you put it in an environment where you put a fan oh, blowing really? on it. Huh. Or you put it outdoors where the wind can blow on it. Mm-hmm. And it will grow strong stronger because it has to resist... The conflict that's created when wind blows against it, okay. right? And so, so we've created this environment now where we have to protect all the snowflakes <laughs> and, and keep them in their, their protective bubbles and not allow anything to offend or harm them or hurt their feelings or, you know, uh, don't let anybody tell you you're a boy, you can be whatever you want to, princess. Yeah. You know, you can be Miss America someday. You know, well, that's disgusting, and it just simply ain't the facts. And and we need wind in our lives. Well, and it's what it what makes us resilient. It's what makes us strong. It's what made this strong. Th- what it is yesterday, yeah. not today. Yeah. Because because I I I'll bet you that if we had a draft today. And we pulled all those man bun skinny jeans wearing potted plants out of school. Uh, they're they're protected, yeah. you know, bubbles, safe yes. spaces in the colleges. Yes. And we put them on the front lines of the war in Ukraine. It, they would lose. They would fold like a house of cards. They yeah. would all run to they would, Canada. They would, they would lose. They wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't even stand for the draft. Yeah. 50, 52% of Democrats, they did a poll the other day, and 52% of Democrats, they polled... Um, all voters and 52% of Democrats would not defend the country. And these, they would leave rather than defend. And, and these are the same people yeah. that put on hoodies and masks, yeah. masks. and filled yeah. bottles with urine yeah. and other nasty and things concrete and, and, and ran out into the streets yeah. and pounded on, and pounded on yeah. good, hardworking yeah. Americans yeah. demanding yeah. equity. Yeah, for Black Lives Matter, white liberals, white liberals demanding equity for, for you know for Black Lives. I, I Matter. think that's one of the strange phenomena, and actually, you're going to see this on my door this week. Uh oh. We're no longer allowing people in our shop with masks. 
Yeah, I don't see they, why they, they don't it's work. Not, they're not necessary. They don't work. They're yeah. a lie. Yeah. This was pointed out yeah. to me recently that yeah. there's a, there's a sort of a not prominent but well known political actor here in the community who uh, went to a health clinic to get some work done. They gave her a mask. Uh huh. She took the mask and threw it to the side. Yeah. Then they came back and said, "Where's your mask? Oh, I lost it." Mm-hmm. She didn't lose it. She threw it to the side. Yeah. So why lie? Yeah. Why not just stand against the tyranny and say, I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. And you may cancel this yeah. appointment. Yeah. But you're going to hear from me. And if enough of us stand against yeah. you mm-hmm. and your moronic position, yeah. your stupid position, or your evil intentional deception, then you're going to lose your profit, your, your revenue center. But hasn't that always been... The problem is getting people. It's to easier stand. to lie it, than tell the tell the truth and stand it, your it, ground. It, it is. It, it's it's hard. It's a side door out. It's 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 hard. It's hard when you you look around. And this is the one thing I have to admit: conservatives and Republicans did very badly this throughout this whole pandemic. They never stood. They never stood for anything. They never looked at the data. Um, even when President Trump, which I admire, you think about him, you think about him. He got COVID. He, he did what was right. He took medication. He did this stuff. And then he stood firm and he never wore a mask. And he, this, he was this older man just mm-hmm. showing us. It was like when, you, you might not remember this, when Pope John Paul II died. I remember. Do you remember when he died? And he, he, he modeled how you die. He modeled how you die. Are you going to get treatment? No. But I'll stand here and I'll do as much as I can till the day I die. And he till did. Till the day I fall over. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and we had another wonderful example, President Trump. He modeled how we were supposed to live, and not one conservative stood with him. There might have been one, maybe Ted Cruz or something. Didn't Ted Cruz? Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Well, was or, DeSantis in no, office during no, Trump? A little bit. He was, a little bit. 2018, I think. I looked yeah. up when he was elected, 2018. But there was no one at, at the time that stood beside him and said, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is how we model behavior. Mm-hmm. We have no heroes. Well, he, redef- he re- redefined the chessboard. And now there are many, <laughs> many would-be Trumpians yep. who are running for office, are achieving office, are coming up. Now, the t- true test is, are they going to have the resolve to govern, to govern yep. and stand that ground when yep. it gets hard? Because as you remember with Trump, 24-hour attack. 24-7, never, un- unrelenting, yeah. continually yeah. being sued, continually yeah. being threatened. Well, even his own vice president, who's been shown now to be the traitor that he was. Oh, my was, gosh. You know, and he, I had he had a nice face. Yeah, he he was know. like Uncle Charlie. Yeah. He had a nice, yeah. nice pleasant, yeah. m- he was very mild-mannered. And now it turns out that he just was an evil backstabber that really didn't. Ooh. You know, Paul Ryan. Ooh. Ooh. Paul Ryan. Hash mark three. Yeah. Well, see. <laughs> Because he knew, he knew going in, he knew going in who President Trump was. Right. He knew he wanted power. Power. He wanted name and recognition. And now you look at him now. He's he's, he's I'm nothing. Gonna have, I'm going to have a talk with my family and decide if I should run in 2024. And yeah. I'm screaming, yeah, buddy. You know what he can do? He can pound <laughs> sand. Go run, and then I can go to some anti-Pence, tr- you know, yeah. <laughs> rallies because yeah. we'll have them. Yeah. I tell you, I'll I'll go back to Indiana with my, da- where my be, daughter. Where my daughter? They'll be penseless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a pantsless, penseless <laughs> rally. But you know, just like maybe that. we can get some weird Portlanders to run around. You know, and, and naked. I, I don't know how. You know, and it would be my hope that that people would get together and 
want to do these things, stand up as a group, forget mm. our differences, which I'm not quite seeing. I'm seeing a little bit, but not enough. Yeah. And that would be the key to success in the conservative movement, conservative party, Republican party. Well, uh, people have to stop kissing the ring. I, I've been saying this all, all week. You know, uh, there are those who are, are endorsed by the party. Uh, they are the ring kissers. They they go to the, the local level, they go to the city level, they go to the, mm-hmm. the borough level, they go to the state level. They build these resumes, political resumes. Look at all I have done. Look at all my experience. Look at all of my knowledge. And our system is not set up to be a meritocratic political uh, cabal. It's, it's set up for the citizen, the citizen, to be able to run and be elected based on their ideas and the content of their character. But that's not who America is anymore. No. No, and, and I don't even know when that stopped being. But when you've got bureaucrats, they're the real power behind the throne. Although all of that our leaders, our elected leaders, are propped, are, up. are propped up figureheads. And it's really the bureaucracy. And I think one day we should get into looking at the bureaucracy and, and who actually runs it and the power. They're finding a lot of, of the... Um, Funny business that went on was not Dominion voting machines. It was the people running the election offices. I, you know, the the I don't know what what do they call it. I'm just Zuckerberg's. No, 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 no. The the, the, the people at the people the borough paid. level. Yeah. The, the borough. The, what is the, it? The borough the clerks. clerk. The clerks. The, it's the city. It's the borough clerks. It's mm-hmm. the city clerks. The people that are in charge of this. They're shutting. Right. Look at the m- most recent thing that happened. It was Houston. Mm-hmm. They're finding that the clerk in charge. There was a hundred thousand votes. Not counted. Not counted. Right. Was it hundred thousand or ten thousand? Right. It's 100. And, the, and, and the clerk resigned. Well, she resigned, <laughs> but what she did, she just closed the door. She right. just said, well, we're just not going to do that. So it's, it's incompetence. It's inaction. It's deviousness. Malfeasance. It's malfeasance. And these are, this, is a, this is a bureaucrat. She's hired to do a job, and we're not looking and saying, is Maleficent. she doing her job? Maleficent. What, yeah. what is that? Maleficence is <laughs> yeah, the, Maleficence. Uh, is the um, what's its name? She was the... Maleficent. She was the the witch, the witch uh, queen, in, yeah, in, in Snow White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So um, we have a bunch of witch queens running the, uh, and and when we say queens, that now includes males. So yeah, you know, uh, yeah. running running the country. Yeah. Um, you know, it, interesting conversation transpired before the podcast today. Kelly Shabaka was in the house and. And she was meeting with a, a number of folks who are very, very involved in the matters of uh, fish and game, and uh, and uh, there was one of the one of the folks that was part of getting the meeting pulled together. And I was talking with him earlier in the week, and I won't name him, but uh, because I think he's coming around. But uh, I told him I was working, you know, on another campaign. And he said, oh, well, I'm, I'm voting for Dunleavy. <laughs> Dunleavy's my guy. And I was like, really? Mm. So you don't believe in the Constitution? Dunleavy shredded the Constitution, and that doesn't matter? Mm. See, because this guy is a single-issue guy. Mm-hmm. This guy is fish and game. Fish and game. Right? Well, Dunleavy's done something for him. Yep. yep. And for his special interest. Yep. Which, I mean, all politicians do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of... What they do, they are they are working for somebody who has an interest. That's mm-hmm. how it happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I challenged him. I just stood right up to him and I said I said, you know, I'm 
not to be off-putting, but why would you vote for somebody who shredded the Constitution, who made it uh, uh, an administrative decree that we weren't allowed to freely travel between Kenai and Anchorage without <laughs> a paper a produced paper. produced by the government that you had to go on their website, fill it out, print it off, and have it on your person when the troopers pull you over. And that the troopers actually pulled people over on the peninsula. He's like, well, I never heard of that. Well, then it must be true because you didn't hear of it. Well, it did happen. It did happen. And then I went into Health Mandate 16, and yeah. I went into all of the everything else that Dunleavy did. And I said, you know, he threatened and bullied people. Yeah. And Dunleavy is not a good guy. He may yeah. be doing something for you right now. Exactly. But this is not a good guy. I said, I have absolutely zero faith that Dunleavy will move the ball any further down the field for a conservative agenda. Zero. Zero. And what happens, what the the fellow doesn't understand is what happens if whatever his particular hobby horse falls into the wrong side? It's a hobby boo. A hobby boo. A hobby boo. Oh, like a okay. caribou. Oh, a hobby. Okay. <laughs> a hobby boo. But no. what if what if it happens to fall into? That's God, fun to say. God forbid. I was. What was I listening to? S- say, oh. say it with me one more time. What hobby boo? Hobby boo. Hobby oh, boo. that's so much fun. <laughs> but my daughter's going to be talking about hobby boo now. <laughs> but I was listening to the drive in and listen to this car show, and they're talking about electronic ve- electric vehicles. And the guy brought up today something that I've been thinking of. He says, you know, there's a problem with the electronic electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, oh, what? He goes, well, you know, all these companies, they can't get the minerals. All right. So there's a problem with the batteries. So all these electronic, electric vehicles that they were, he said, that, that we, we may not be able to, to, to electrify our, our, you know, our... But don't be surprised. So, so fast. Don't, don't be surprised to hear... Now, so, again, in full disclosure... Yes. I actually went on this kick last year, and I don't know where it's going to final where it's going to find its final resting place but <coughs> i started thinking about all the things that the left claims as their sacred cows mm, okay. environmentalism is one of those things yeah. stewardship right yeah. um the eradication of the human virus on the planet mother earth mm-hmm. and uh and how we're going to protect her from us mm-hmm. well so this issue of rare earth minerals mm-hmm. and see rare earth is not just your batteries no it's, it's every it's, it's L, everything it's every lcd it's everything. screen so all the colors no. in your no. lcd screen come yep. from rare earth minerals yep you don't get this orange color that you see on my calculator yeah. here on yep. the on the screen without yep. a specific combination of rare earth minerals all the screens that everybody's on all the devices they're all rare earth mineral yep. things it's not just batteries people think oh well it's just the battery no no, no. Big deal. there's it's, some it's there's, everything there's some that strengthen steel there's right. some they do other molybdenum. things Molybdenum, um, big deal, huge, big, big deal. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, though, is that money taints everything. Mm-hmm. And um, my argument last year was, <laughs> I don't know if I'm still going to make this argument, but I think it bears some more exploration. Is why does the left get to own all of this? Why can't the conservatives say we love the the, the planet too? But um, here's how we love it, and here's how we're going to support the development of energy so so we already know the benefits of nuclear energy well we also know the cost and and uh we remember chernobyl melting down and 
all these kinds of things. Well, nuclear energy has made some massive advancements. Yes. You can now buy a battery from Westinghouse that's the size. It comes in a shipping container, right? It's a nuclear battery that uses a salt solution as its visible material. Yes. And um, when you bring this to your community, you basically plug it into your grid and you have abundant energy for 10 years. Perfect. Perfect for native villages. That's been on. That's been on the. That's been in production for over 10 years. And here's the thing. When it's exhausted. Yes. You change the cartridge. They pick it up. They yep. take it back to Westinghouse, yep. and you know what they can do with the visible material? They can reuse they it. They recycle yeah. it. Yeah, recycled. It's it's not yeah. like we have these nuclear no. waste dumps no. all over the place, but everybody in their mind yeah. thinks about Three Mile Island, mm. and they think about Chernobyl, this old tech. Yeah. Well, the tech has advanced yeah. massively. Well, the thing that makes a society strong and successful is abundant, energy. cheap energy. energy. Yeah. That's what made us a powerhouse was our we discovered oil and we were the first country on the planet to realize how it could be harnessed to energize industry it's why farming it, it's yeah. farming manufacturing all of that takes massive amounts of energy and it's why africa is so poor because right. they don't have those they've got they don't have access to cheap energy because well, well, they, they do developed. they do have it they've nigeria and, and some of these places they have oil but the problem is they don't control it and and they're so corrupt. They don't use it themselves. Right. Though. They don't it's, use it's it. It's all for export. Right. Right. It's, it's still a colonial sort of yeah. sort of. It, a, uh, but yeah. it's not national colonialism. It's corporate colonialism. Yeah. Yeah. As the yeah. corporations that go into these places and they they strip them of their resources and and mm-hmm. not a lot of that stays home in the economy till it's returned as a finished product. But then on the other hand, part of that is the countries themselves right. are corrupt. Oh the, no, it's the, huge. The, That's, the leaders, that is the problem. The leaders themselves do not want the countries to develop right because they're so busy um building their yachts well building <laughs> extracting the wealth for themselves right they right. they it, it's the leadership so well, i, I want to differentiate and that's a them. cultural thing that's yeah, a cultural a, thing very, because very because so. and that's one of the things with the social club here is that we don't require people to be christians to be a member of the club <laughs> but we do require them to acknowledge that the judeo and Christian, Christian cultures, cultures, the yes. cultures, the foundations, yeah. the values, uh, the morals, the 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 ideas that uh, the Jewish culture and the Christian culture, which are have some crossover, you know, yes. similarities and common history, um, uh, instilled in their adherents, their populations, the countries that embraced those those ways of thinking created a level of stability and a moral compass a sort of a north star to guide yeah. them through that that led them on this path to prosperity and then you look at the places that rejected those yeah. those ideas yeah. and many of them are the mo- well all of them are yeah. places where you find tyrannical governments yeah. you find environmental degradation you find uh, uh, the lack of freedom uh, the 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 mistreatment of women and children Exactly. You know, um, uh, in, in gross instability in their governing systems, um, frequent wars, famine, pestilence, all of those things. And and I don't care if you say there is no God, that's your problem. It's not mine. No. But, uh, but if yeah. you deny the fact, yeah. and it is a fact, regardless of what the Bangladeshis say, <laughs> that those two cultures yeah. basically 
built the Western civilization that we know. Yes, and, and it doesn't matter. I've, I've heard the argument, well, other cultures have uh, had di- made discoveries. And the way it was explained to me was uh, the Juda- you know, Ju- Judaism and Christianity took ideas from other cultures, sure. I mean, they said, well... <laughs> they misappropriated so, well, them? No, they, they, somebody who... That's racist. Yeah, who, who invented the numbering system? It was... Uh, the, the Arabs. Yeah, and they're saying, well, you know, but they never... They've taken things from other cultures, but they put it together in a package in which they respected the individual. Mm-hmm. They expected the freedom. They respected the freedom of the individual. They nurtured creativity. They, they nurtured creativity, and they also looked at family and women and children in a very different way than a lot of these other cultures. Uh, though they may have had different wealth, they looked at family and culture very differently. Right. And they treated their... so On the idea it, of, of common law. Yeah. You uh, know, you know um, you know, it was common law the first law? No, it came, you know, you, you yeah. go look back to Hammurabi's code and, yeah. you know, all yeah. of that. And, yeah. well, they took some of the better parts of Hammurabi and put them into the Jewish culture. And the Jewish then yeah. made their own massive collection of exactly. laws. And the, and that's the what, Christians yeah. picked from those, and, the ones they yes. liked. And, and that, that's what I was trying to say, because they always get to you and they say, well, you know, other cultures invented things. Yes, but no one took it and put it together in a package. They never carried the ball further down yeah, the field. Yeah, that respected family, respected women, that, that thought about even even treating people medically that right. people would deserve to be treated <laughs> to be you know deserve what to is be that called to, egalitarianism yeah, yeah a little bit yeah a, you know, e- an egalitarian and and uh you know we're not when when people i don't know where i was going with that but <laughs> i I threw you off with, with uh, egalitarian, egalitarianism, which I have have word. promptly picked up because that's a word that we hear, but few people understand. And uh, it means as an adjective relating to or believing in the principles yeah. that all people are equal and deserve equal rights and opportunities. Yes. You know, uh, yeah. as a noun, a person who advocates or supports egalitarian principles. Yeah. He was a social and political egalitarian. Yeah. Which is not the same thing as, as um, oh, the other word we were using the the uh, equal rights equal is, rights is not the same thing equity. as equity. Equity, no, they're not the same. And no. so maybe we need to look up at equity next and uh, talk about that because equity is it, you just divide everything up. You know, it's like equal outcomes no matter what. So according to Miriam Webster, mm. if we can still trust. I, I don't know. Is Miriam Webster using uh, Bangladeshi fact checkers? Uh, I don't know. Now? You'd have to look at the date when it was. Uh, okay. When it was so printed and and or, you didn't bring your senior citizen book today. I did. Oh, you I did. did. I, you did. I, I well, did. You, sh- my, you should I, grab that right now and pull up uh, equity. And I'll read the online definition from Miriam Webster, which they they're proud to say since 1828 on their website but let's 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 see how they differ from when was this one printed this one this was is uh 1944 1944 believe, so let's see. hear let's see how far oh no this is 1965 okay this is it just looks like it was from 44 yeah, my 44 when i i can't bring in it's too big okay yeah th- that's the other thing is that uh is that uh you know our language is m- now getting smaller and smaller Uh, In the words we use. So the definition of equity, according to the online Merriam-Webster website, is number one, A, justice according to natural law or right, specifically freedom 
from bias or favoritism. B, something that is equitable. Uh, second definition is the money value of a property or of an interest in a property in excess of claims or liens against it. Uh, the common stock of a corporation, a risk, interest, or ownership right in property, a right claim or interest existing or valid in equity. And third, a system of law originating in the English chancery and comprising a settled and formed body of legal and procedural rules and doctrines that supplement, aid, or override common and state law are designed to protect rights and enforce duties fixed by substantive law. B, trial or remedial justice under or by the rules and doctrines of equity. And finally, C, a body of legal doctrines and rules developed to enlarge, supplement, or override a narrow, rigid system of law. Well, that sure is different than how they're actually using it. Right. Seriously, because mine is very similar. It's um, justice according to natural law or right. Something that is equitable, a system of law originating in the English chancery and comprising a settled and formal body of legal and procedural procedural rules and doctrines that supplement supplement aid or override common and statute law. But, but that and that's not how they're using it. Right. So now because equity now means that. Uh, so now every, now we're same outcome. Now we're going to go to Wikipedia. Oh yeah. Because that'll use, probably give yeah. us the woke version. Wikipedia. Uh, actually, I think I'm going to call it that from now on. Wokepedia. <laughs> Wokepedia. <laughs> Wokepedia. Um, okay. Welcome to Wokepedia. Equity. Sorry for the dead ear, air, uh. but we try to keep it rolling natural alike here. We don't uh, bore you with commercials and break up our stream of consciousness. Um, so equity... So they have several different ways that they address it. So in finance, accounting and ownership, business, justice and law, education and social sciences, companies and organizations. Wow. Well, the companies and so, organizations. So, so they're, they're adding a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so let's just look under business and law. Um, wow. Under business and law, they have subsections of equity law. Mm. Uh, in common law jurisdictions, equity economics. No. Oh, what? What the would that be? The study of fairness. Oh, that would be equity economics. Fairness. Let's, that would be yeah. The, the study fair, of the, fairness. The fairness doctrine. Yeah. Okay. The equity or economic equity is the concept or idea of fairness. Yeah. In see? economics, particularly in regard to taxation or welfare economics. More okay. specifically, it may refer to equity life chances. Yeah, <laughs> equity life chances. So equity life chances. Uh, regardless of identity, to provide all citizens with a basic and equal minimum of income. Yeah. Goods. See, that's not even and yeah. services, or to increase funds and commitment for redistribution. Yeah. Redistribution. Wow, this just this sounds like it just came straight from Marx and Engels. See, this is not even. Fairness it's, it's, is... It's not even included in the Webster Dictionary. Fairness is not even in here. No. Under under Fairness. Equity. Let's say it that together. Fairness. Fairness. It has to be with that, that sort of, that I sort can't of do that. smarmy... You go... You fairness. Go. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, and and that's just one. One, one category under there. That's like business. 
right. business. That's just economics. Economics. Th- that's not business. So, I mean, we could go back to business. So, wait, what, what if you went to the social aspect, social, social justice aspect um, of it? I bet that would so be... So, educational equity? Oh, act- educational okay. equity would be another There's one. There's intergenerational equity. <laughs> I knew there was a reason why I didn't like the boomers. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. They, they so, leave them all out. Yeah, yeah. So educational equity, also referred to as equity in education, is a contested notion. Oh, I can't believe uh, it. See criticism. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it says. Ostensibly, it is a measurement of achievement, fairness, and opportunity in education. The study of education equity is often linked with the study of excellence and equity. Educational equity depends on two main factors. The first is fairness, which implies that factors specific to one's personal conditions should not interfere with the potential of academic success. The second important factor is inclusion, yeah, yeah. Um, which refers to... Uh, comprehensive standard that applies to everyone in a certain educational system. These two factors are closely related and depend on each other for an educational system's success. So success can't can't uh, exist with a fairness and inclusion. And inclusion. So this is equity. This is what <coughs> so this is not even This is one this of This was the, not even included under <coughs> Excuse me. In any description speaking, of, speaking like that with that uh yeah, disdainable you can't, voice. You can't do that. That just it sounds like you have a man bun or something. Hey, well, you know, you know <coughs> I I am growing a top knot, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look like one of the uh, the Pharaoh's kids here oh. soon. Uh, Dwayne Bannock likes to make fun of my haircut, which my wife did for me oh. uh, at my request. Okay, um, I'm not getting involved. In. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm just gonna sit here. So and uh, write things down. <laughs> just write stuff down. <laughs> write stuff down. Pass on to your overlords. <laughs> uh, so. Um, these two factors are closely related, depend on each other for an educational system's success. This is one of the targets of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal. It's, how does how that, how do you even include that? <clears throat> In recognition of the importance uh, under, of ac- educational under, equity. Under an ex, uh, yeah, okay. A the definition. Gro- the, the growing importance of educational equity and remember, this is all Wikipedia, so <laughs> don't get confused. Um, the growing importance of educational equity is based on the premise that an individual's level of education directly correlates to the future quality of life. If that were true, I would not be a barista today. <laughs> okay, I was I I I graduated with honors. Yeah. with a pre law degree. Yeah, I am a barista and a podcaster who does ha- has no one contributing <laughs> to his uh, <laughs> Patreon account yet. <laughs> so, not that I'm bitter. No, not not at all. Not getting that. Uh, the quality of life, therefore. An academic system that practices educational equity is a strong foundation of a society that is fair and thriving. I contest that. I'm not sure that we are thriving right now. However, inequity in education is challenging to avoid and can be broken down into inequity due to socioeconomic standing, race, gender, or disability. Educational equity is also based in the historical context of the location, people, and structure. History shapes the outcome of individuals within the education system. You're not a failure because you're just stupid. Yeah. 
you're a failure, failure because, because somebody three generations yeah. ago did something mean to your auntie. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what's wrong. Your triple grade auntie. This is what's wrong with Wikipedia is it, rather than leaving, you know, I, I, we we don't leave Isn't that anything. Great? Wokipedia. Wokipedia. I love it. It but should be it should be a, a service that the Babylon Bee offers, I, I, or they should just directly connect. They should to just Wokipedia. connect to it. Yeah. You know. If you want to read some hysterical uh, takes on what words actually mean, read Wokipedia. Yeah, because they're 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 actually it's it's no longer an explanation of anything. They're actually it's an indoctrination. Totally. Because, because rather than leaving you to take the word which you get from a a dictionary and understanding and apply it they're saying this is what it has to mean well you know it what has it to is. mean this it has to mean that it has to have all these other qualifiers that that movie i talked to you about sean penn that, oh before yes. the, the 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 professor and the madman okay that was a fascinating movie because it showed how dictionaries are made so with the oxford english uh dictionary it, you know they talked about this this guy that wrote it that came in and he came with all this source information all this historical you know he tied language all the way back to its roots and its meanings that's where it derives its meanings but as we've discussed in the past conservatives start from a defensive position trying to preserve the language (laughs) culture traditions yeah that came before before yeah progressives want to tear it all down and so so when we see this attack on language which wokipedia is Is, a prime tool absolutely they discard all the history and they they tear down the virtual statues yeah right right if language were statues they would they would be headless in the park right now um because the history of the words and its etymology and and origin no longer matters no because we make it say what we want it to say we want yeah they take a word like nazi and nazi is is this really it's even a harsh sounding word it's just a harsh sounding word. It's a German and, word. So. Well, <laughs> well it, it actually is natural, national socialism is right. what it is. So okay. it's N-A, socialism, S, you know, Z-I, whatever it was. When you look at the, the def, the, where it came from. But they take it and they just apply it to whatever sounds good. Because Should it's this harsh sounding word. Should we read what Wikipedia says about Nazism? Oh, I, I, I think I looked <laughs> it up and... Uh, we don't have a large enough trash can no. to vomit into right but, now. Uh, and they, they, they apply words and... and it's so frustrating. I've been an adv- advocate for clear language for over 45 years. 45 years ago, I discovered this wonderful movement. I was maybe even, yeah, it's 45 years because I was in my early teens. And I thought, well, you know, why is language so complicated? And I love language and I loved reading. Mm-hmm. And yet some books were so hard to read. And I found it was called the Clear Language Movement. And it's been around for years. And it was it was originally started as a group of lawyers that wanted to have legal documents written so the average person could read so them. So every man could understand So it. every man could read them. And I followed it for over 40 years. And we've actually gotten worse. Right. We've not gotten better. It hasn't gotten clearer. It hasn't gotten clearer. They just uh, applied fact checkers. They just applied fact checkers. And now we've given ourselves the ability, at least back then, 40 years ago, they mean, they used words as they were meant to be used. Well, attack the foundations of a, a culture. And exactly. you do that through their art, their language, yeah. their their values and beliefs. You attack all those things. And yes. Marx, Marx was, was clear about yep. this and, and, uh, and the folks that followed him. You attack all those things, mm-hmm. and you will cause the collapse of a civilization. Yeah, and, the, and they've done it. We've allowed it, and we've allowed it just to, you know, the minute you let someone, and I've done it just recently, someone called something socialist, and I went, 
No, that's not how you apply that word. You, that it's got nothing to do with socialism. Has got nothing to do with. I just, I'm I'm grinning because the the child in me just remembered a funny joke. So oh no! Go ahead. <laughs> was it about socialism? <laughs> well, it was it was uh, the the Irishman that was accused of being an an alcoholic, and he says, "No, I'm not an alcoholic. Uh, I just I am a social drinker. A social drinker. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> comes up and says, "I think I shall have a drink," and I say, "So shall I." <laughs> I'm sorry. Just the kindergartner in me couldn't resist. That's okay. Uh, Maybe you just have to laugh. You're right. You're right. I mean. But we we let conservatives do it too. I mean, I sit at meetings where people are throwing these words around and they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. And that may be where we end up. (laughs) Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Yeah, Uh, right. Yeah, if you come from Texas, you know what that means. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, we we wax long today. Too long, yeah. And uh, maybe we should be be the three hours of power. No, I don't think so. (laughs) No. Because it's 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 incredibly fun to sit here and have a conversation with my good friend Loretta and uh, have you all out there in your silence just listening to us. Well, it, it's incredibly entertaining. No, but it would yeah. also be fun if people did show up That's at our right. sun, sa- Saturday meetings and we could have these discussions in person with it, you. Candidly, yeah. yeah. Candidly. And, and we're always looking for folks to jump on the podcast exactly. with us. And uh, we want to we include you to the ride mm-hmm. because this is like a big carnival ride of the mind. <laughs> you know, jump on and uh, hold on for dear life and uh, uh, occasionally scream random things you know <laughs> you know okay uh it, it's a lot of fun we enjoy it we we appreciate you you know we have a celebration we 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 are uh tell you what i'm gonna do this if you listen to the podcast we want you to come into the shop the first person to come into shop who can um name our guest last week, so that would be episode 31, um, can name our guest from last week and tell us just, just a real short snippet about why our guest was here. Um, I'll give you a $10 coffee card. Whoa. Because that's great. we just achieved a milestone. We are over 1,000 downloads now. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's 10 times 100. Yeah, that's not bad. And, and that's not new math. No. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the, the old original. Math. That's the that's, original. That's, that's what the, it means. Yeah, it's the real deal. <laughs> it's the original Coke it's of not, math. It's not rounded up or rounded down or nope. added other nope. qualifying calculators. That, that's or? right. That's right. So, okay, so thank you, everybody, for downloading. Please pass the word. We need more listeners like you. And the larger the download uh, audience becomes the more likely it is we'll get sponsors for the show. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, uh, we want to build the family of conservatism, and we we appreciate your participation in that. Uh, Have a great week, everybody. Pray for Ukraine. Pray for uh, the freedom fighters there. Pray for our leadership that they would pull their heads out of their uh, orifice and actually do something meaningful for the country and for the world. And um, carry on. Spread the word. Carry the flame. Be the light. Be the change. Fight the darkness. Have a good week, everybody.